There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800 770 or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Brad John Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Sam J in studio. Kicking back a little tequila. Next on the best of. That's all I know. That's all I know. Okay. That's good. I played Kung Fu Christmas for the marketing department today. They were just mortified. Shots in here, so I don't know. What do you need? Like shots, mimosas. You need some booze? Yeah. You got booze? (laughs) You want some booze? Yeah. What do we we got for booze? I'll take a a look and see. Not a lot, because someone drank it all. I'm telling you. (laughs) Oh, it's unbelievable. We used to have, like... 50 bottles of booze in here. I think we're down to five now. Because well, it's because you had the comedians come in. I know. The comedians come in at night, and they just ransack. What yeah. do the comedians do at night? They're just in here. They, they have their own show. Or, oh, know. yeah. And they're drinking, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Comedians like to drink. We drink, man. You always been a drinker? Yes. I, I'm from a drinking city. I'm from Boston. Boston, yeah. I'm from a drinking family. How many people in your family? My grandma had 11 kids. Eleven? Eleven. Wow. Yeah. I come from seven. I'm like, I'm from one of those families where there's, there was alcohol at the three-year-old birthday parties. Like, I, I, like I don't remember functions without alcohol. Uh, me too. So. Same story. Mm-hmm. My uh, first drink I ever had, I was four years old. I took a sip of my uh, 
my dad's uh, whiskey coke. That was mm. uh, 13, 13 months old the first time I got hammered. You were 13 months yeah, old? Yeah, my dad was going to grad school, and we were living with my grandparents. My mom got me up mm. Christmas morning. Wow, that's all we have left? Mm. That's Jeez. all that's left? Yeah. Huh. Honest to God, there was so much booze in there, it was unbelievable. And, and there's three bottles, and they don't have And they all got to swallow. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we have any cups? I'm going to drink that quite well. Are you going to drink the Cuervo? Yeah, I'm going to drink the You're not going to get crazy it. on me, are you? No. Okay, so you're 13 months old and your dad was what? My dad's in grad school, so we're living with my grandparents. And mom gets me up on Christmas morning, goes to the fridge and pulls out a pitcher of orange juice. Well, my grandfather made something Uh-oh. called State of Mains, which is basically Jack Daniels screwdrivers. <laughs> Had a couple oh, of those man. and slept right through Christmas as a 13-month-old. It's been downhill ever since. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. At four years old, taking a sip of my dad's whiskey coke, mm. and then with my attitude, Sam, after I had had that drink about five minutes, later, I said, "The hell are you looking at?" It's <laughs> <laughs> turned up immediately. I haven't, you know, I haven't changed at all in all these years. I like it's just how it, it is. My, how, my, how's that tequila? I'm about to. I don't know. Well, you got caramel in your mouth still. That's gonna go be down. It's gonna go down like tequila would at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My younger brother doesn't mm-hmm. drink much, and it's because my old man would have boiler makers when he got home, but he would leave them out, and he'd go take a bath, and my little brother would go sip. Or sip, sip them? Mm-hmm. Did he not know they were alcoholic, or did he? And he just saw his dad drinking something, and something. he thought it was, oh, he yeah. started drinking Like, it he too. knew it was for grown-ups, mm-hmm. but he probably wasn't sure of, like, the... It's like when a kid first drinks coffee. We used to leave uh, leave ginger snaps and shots of bourbon for Santa. Shots of bourbon? That's what Santa wants, right? Yeah, (laughs) actually. Now it's fentanyl. Yeah. (laughs) Leave Santa some fentanyl, see how things are working out. How's that whole opiate thing doing? Sam is at Rick Brown's House Comedy tonight, tomorrow night. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night. Yes, sir. How's it going so far? Good. Thursday was fun. Crowd was fun. They let it happen. So that's all you can ask for. That's good. Yeah. So you lit them up. They were happy. They were happy. That's I a think nice chain, by the way. Thank you. I think everybody left feeling good. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? Uh, sometimes they don't. What? <laughs> when I mean, you're on stage? Sometimes. Why? Everybody doesn't always agree with you. No. No. They kind of do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It all, it all works out. It's a fun thing. Well, so it's good. We have some tequila. We have some caramel for you. Yes, working out. Do you Things need to look it up. We got some meat and crackers and cheese if you'd like some of that. We just had some breakfast. Oh, you did? Did yeah. you go to Bad Waitress? We did. Yeah, we did. Man, he goes to Bad Waitress more than any living <laughs> Oh, that's his, like, thing? Oh, yeah. So he, he was going to bring spot. us. You knew you were bringing us there. You it's acted like, because he was acting like, oh, I have no idea where I to go. Know. And then he was where like, to go? Bad Waitress. So now I know that's really? what you do. You pulled that one? <laughs> it's a spot that's open at 10 o'clock in the morning. It that is. serves a decent breakfast that's right in town. It is indeed. I was Told that this isn't really a breakfast town. Like when you, you don't got like a lot of great breakfast spots. I don't know because I'm always working, so I don't know about mm-hmm. breakfast. So there, aren't, there are R- not a lot of great. Original breakfast. Pancake House, best one in town. Yeah. There's two or three That's of good, them. Isn't it? Oh, Original Pancake House, really good. good. Well, you got uh, Al's on campus. Yeah. Al's Pro- breakfast. Yep. Problem with Al's though, there's like 12 stools. Yeah, it's the yeah. size of this room. And then. People stand behind you waiting for you to finish. Oh, so they can eat? Yeah. Yeah. That's savage. I don't like savage stuff like (laughs) that. There's a pizza place down in Florida. (laughs) Savage. There's a pizza place down in Florida near uh, my parents' house, and they must have six seats in the entire place. Mm -mm. Yeah. See, I don't like that kind of stuff. It's It's like, this is America. Get get it the fuck together. I like that. Well, it's supposed to be New York style, which means, you know, cramped and unpleasant. Yeah, but New York's trash. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Did you just say New York? is trashy. It's the, it is trashy. Total Bostonian. Call <laughs> <laughs> it New York trashy. It's Props trashy. to that. Yeah. <laughs> Too cramped like and smelly. That. Yeah, man. It smells real bad there. Does it? All the time. Yeah. It, In it the is, summer? Yeah. It it's like a unfiltered podcast, correct? Uh, actually, it's a it's a terrestrial show, too, but you we, we got an editor. I could say, like, fuck. Well, apparently. Molina's right. <laughs> keeping track. Mike just sits over and goes, oh, no. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, you, oh, you got to <laughs> edit this. Yeah, edit there, edit All right, I'll chill out. I won't make you guys do fuck shit. Ass damn pussy dick. There you go. You, now Let's, you just got it in a block. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the system. Yeah. We're good. That's good. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. So I, you got family yourself? Are you married? Oh, uh, man, I'm in the middle of a divorce, kind of. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah. It just wasn't going to work out. One of those deals wasn't going to work yeah. out. Yeah. Where's he from? She. She. She is from. See, I, I suppose now, I, being my age, I suppose I should adjust to where are they from. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Well, I say he. just made an assumption. I, you know, I, was, I actually appreciate it because most people look at me and would have said she just because <laughs> of how I look. So then you went. What, th- what does that mean? Because I got a short haircut and I kind of look like a boy. So most people would have said. You look like a boy? To some people. You're a pretty boy. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm just Thank being you. honest. I'm just being honest with mm-hmm. you. I no. Uh, no, I never thought you were a boy, Sam. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be thought of as a boy. So that's nice. Well, well, yeah, um, you know, good thing. So, so you got together with her, and did you get married and everything? Yeah, we did. We got so you fully did. married. So how long? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> not long. So not long. Not long. You, well, you know, May was married for about a year. You remember for a year? Yeah, two years. Is she from Boston? Yeah. Is that gonna be? Don't give me that look now. She's blaming it on me over nah. here. It's Tom's fault. Yeah, two years. We married two years. We met in uh, February. We got married in June. Uh-huh. And uh, now we're divorcing. Is, is, is marriage, uh, I don't know, does it even call gay marriage anymore? Because not, you know. You know I don't know. I just think it's marriage. Uh, it's just marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's but legal, we, we it's legal in all states, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was in all states. Yeah, it's a it's a federally legal yeah, thing that's now. What I thought. Mm-hmm. It's a Supreme Court ruling. Uh, that's what I thought. So, so you get married. You better check the newsreader. That could could have changed. Like right now, <laughs> <Yeah>. Donald Trump <laughs> bans marriage. Oh, I'd be like, word. I hope we go back in a no shit too. I'd be like, it's perfect. That's right. It'd save you a lot of money. You want a annulment? Can you do a annulment? I can, but I don't think she's she's like, Ew, she doesn't want to do it. So do you have children? No. Wait, she'd no, rather why, get, you, why do you give me this look? You could have children. We could, but we don't. She'd well, rather I mean, get divorced than an annulment? She's being a bitch. Uh, <laughs> you, you gotta edit that out? I see. Welcome no, to, just fine. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, annulments are a lot down less. That Her thing with the annulment is she, she's just being a girl about it. Like She's like, Ugh, an annulment is like it, we never existed, and uh, that's not true. And it's like, but so what, you know? It's a lot less messy. It's a lot less messy. Let's do the easier thing. Cheaper, you know? too. She wants to put well. me through a thing. <laughs> she does? Yeah. You don't uh, seem very happy about that. I'm not. I'm not. I just want it to be over. And it's like, now this is the whole thing. And That's got to be tough. I've never been divorced. But, uh, yeah, Doug, you've been through it about seven, eight times. I'm on For my, real? I'm on my final wife. Well, how many times have you been married? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm old, though. Oh, well, he's man. Got a lot he's of work been swinging dick I'm, all over the place, brother. I'm good at getting married. I'm What's not so up? good at staying married. And I finally found the right one. Are you like a, like a, you know, a serial monogamous, bro? Uh... <laughs> It's a kind of a long story. Ah. <laughs> An unwilling story. <laughs> I married my college sweetheart. She was the apple of my eye. Things were going really well until she decided she was going to move to California with her boyfriend. Oh, damn. That was kind of a oh. relationship. All right, that's, not, that's not you. All right. Again, and then I was single for a long time. Do you keep getting left? Or you are sometimes the divorcer? Uh, second time, it was my choice. Oh, okay, cool. Third time, you uh, got No, 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 I'm not. If I mess this one up, <laughs> oh, I Oh, you're I on need, three. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, okay, I got okay. remarried eight, nine years ago. Okay, cool. Oh, you're Wonderful doing that woman. Bro. She's just great. You out here. You're doing it. Yeah. Well, third tries to charm, Sometimes right? it takes a couple. I'm a slow learner. That's fine. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'll probably be married like five more times before it's all over. Five more, you think? I just... It I, does I, get expensive. I will I tell like, you that. Uh, yeah. I like. I don't mind being in a relationship. I like having a balanced life in that way. Yeah, so I yeah. did really want a wife. I did want that, but it just mm-hmm. didn't work, you know. But I'm not turned off to the idea at all. To get married again? Yeah, no, nah, not at all. Well, see, that's a good thing. I didn't get married till I was 33 years old. 32, I guess. I was, mm, I was about that age. I got married at 32, and we've been together now for what 34 years. That's dope, man. That's beautiful. She's a she's a great woman, I'll tell you. She's a very strong woman. See, I I, I was raised by my mother. Mm-hmm. Seven kids in my family, and my mother raised us. So I listen to women much more than I listen to men because yeah. I wasn't raised by a man, right? So mm-hmm. I just listen to women now. And so my wife kind of takes advantage of that. 
But balance. <laughs> I mean, you got to find balance with, with you, you know. What do you got, Sam? She came home the other night. She went to the doctor for an exam. And she comes home, and I said, you seem awfully happy. That's good. You must have had a good physical, and everything's, everything's great. She goes, yeah, everything is fantastic, except he did tell me that I got to get some stress out of my life, so you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I said, settle down, honey. Dial it back. But that's our son down there. Oh, what's up? Our son, Andy, and then our, our daughter, Alex, usually comes in and sits where uh, you filthy animal's sitting. Right <laughs> thank now. you. Thank you very much. Catherine sits uh, right there. But yes, it was a family podcast, usually, but, it, but it's now now a terrestrial show. It's in a few markets, and it's going to be in a few more, and probably That's about twenty awesome. by the time next year. That's yeah, dope. you know, it's, it all works. I like doing radio because I meet all meeting new people. I really like to meet new people and talk to them, and find out because they get different takes on things. For sure. You know, it's really funny. I did test you earlier, and you did very well. You test me? How? Oh. I said you were pretty. Oh. Some women, you tell them they're pretty now, they get mad. Oh, no. I like being pretty. Why? <laughs> and that was, that's never going to upset me. That well, only women, happened once, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it was both of them, and they got really mad Did about they? it. Oh. I, what's weird? Does this make sense to you, Sam? Break it down. I'll I think that women have beautiful eyes. Therefore, I think all women are, be- are really, really pretty in that, their own now, way. Now, Sam, just so you know, he's got Nancy Pelosi in this club, too. Well, okay. Nancy Pelosi's a pretty woman. She's 80 years I, old. I know dude. she's 80. Look at her, though. I mean, for 80 years. How do you, you think just you're going to look you when you're 80? You just say you appreciate the yeah. beauty that it That's is it. femininity. That's exactly it. I Women have beautiful that. They got really mad at me. Did they? Well, they they're feminists. I guess so. Yeah. So I said, when'd you kiss my... Yeah, Nancy's <laughs> only 77. She is hot for 77. <laughs> Don't you look at me and say it's right in my wheelhouse. I was about to, then I caught it. I know it. you I didn't let it go. Did you see that? <laughs> so you're probably a little older than she is. Man. <laughs> I thought I was going to say she's a little older than you. Well, yeah, by Because if you say years. you married your wife when you were 33, you've been married for about 34 years, mm-hmm. just doing the math, puts you about 67. 66, close enough. Bang, she's 77? I still don't believe that. I think she's lying. I think she is 80. Damn. Don't you think? Nancy Pelosi, stop lying. <laughs> yeah, don't you think Nancy don't Pelosi's like you 80? Old, we know I, I don't think about her that much, but you kind of like <laughs> infatuated well, with her. Well, she's on TV every night for like five hours. That was the best Thank answer. You. <laughs> every time I see Nancy Pelosi, she's all going like this. This is going to destroy America. Why don't you calm She down. is a little bit of a drama queen. I feel like that, that about everything. I've been talking about that lately. Like, I want to hear about that. Everybody just got to stop the, the nonsense. Mm-hmm. I was tired of acting like they care so much when everybody knows that we don't. We don't care as I much know. as we're pretending we, we care. That's a good point. It's annoying because it's like no one's stopping anything they're doing. Like Everyone keeps saying like Trump's going to destroy the country or this tax plan. But then everybody like, you're still shopping. you still, like, no one's stopping anything. No, you're absolutely right about that. Like, shut up. <laughs> I like it. I like your attitude because that's the way I feel. It's like, would you leave me alone? You got the people way over to the left and way over to the right, and then the rest of us are stuck in the middle having to hear it. Just trying to be humans. Just trying to be humans. That's it. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Sam J on the Best of... Coming up next, comedian Jenny Zagrino was in studio going through her family dynamics. Well, what we could understand of it, next on The Best Of. My stepson's watching the podcast. He's your, one of your biggest fans. And he said to say hi to Jenny. Hi. His name's Brennan. He says, I'm a big fan. I recognize her from At Midnight. Oh, thanks, buddy. And he's only six years old. And he's only six years old. No, he's 19. But he, he his college schedule revolves around not taking classes when the podcast is on. He listens to every day. Who loves you more than oh, that's me? That's cool. what I want to know. My college schedule revolved around not waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> or noon for that matter. <laughs> You went to night school, didn't you? Yeah, I Andy, honest to God. I don't know how I did it. Ugh. Waking up at 8 a.m. every day, I'd rather die. 
Well, okay. I, wake up at, I get up at four, so, you know. Well, yeah, but you get to sleep by like seven. It's a lot of sleep. Yeah, what a boring life. Thanks. <laughs> Great to be here. Teeth out and toes up by 7.30, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm still, no, I go to bed at about uh, 8.30. I'm struggling to make myself tired at 4 a.m. I know. You don't get tired till about 5 o'clock in the morning. Right? I don't know why. You're Maybe you should vampire. move. I've considered it, yeah. If, if I move, like, you know, to Japan? Six, six time zones west. And yeah, then I'll, you'll, then you'll figure it out. I'll move to out. Hawaii. Hey, what, is that bad? It's expensive. So? It's Hawaii. It is Hawaii. You can just, you know, live off the... Beach. The pineapples and stuff. Eat some wild pigs. <laughs> the pineapples. Well, in Florida, I used to. We had coconut trees in the backyard and just take them off the ground. That's true. Yeah. Good stuff. There you go. It's, it's like all true. Moana in your backyard. Yeah, okay, exactly. So, okay, so I'm going to get this together. Okay. So family dynamic. Very your oldest brother. To oldest brother oldest was brother. not your father. No. But it was your mother. Mm-hmm. Back and in she's Russia. Russian. Yeah. Back oh, it was, it was in Russia. Yeah. So how did your dad meet your mom? Uh, they were in New York, and uh, I think it was just like mutual friends, and there was a story that my dad said that him and his friends were doing like a Ouija board, mm-hmm. and the Ouija board was like, you're going to marry a woman named Laura, and then like met my mom, and then they started dating, and he was mad at his friends because he thought that they had set them, like oh, they yeah, set the yeah. Ouija board up. Right. Um, but then they just dated, and then boom, here we are today. Okay, so so your brother was my mom born. lied and said that uh, her son was her nephew. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Okay, so you, so Mr. Zagrino marries your mom. Yeah. Okay, then your sister comes along. She yeah, she shows up. And she's how many years older than you? Well, a year and a half. Year and a half old. Yeah. Okay, then Irish you come. Twins. Irish twins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy got, I've had people get really mad at me for that because I grew up Catholic, yeah. right? And Irish twins were always something. It was like two kids born in the same calendar year. Yeah. Or within a 12-month like period. like two years or something. Irish twins. I mean, and they got really, it's not funny at all. Come on. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Okay, Zen. So then, oh, my God. Is there going to be a Twitter storm against me now? No, you'll be fine. A Twitter rage? You'll be fine. The Irish uh, are still sleeping. You're safe. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's only Ooh, it's God. 18 minutes to two. We're yeah. good to go. Um, okay, so then who gave who the hook after that? Was dad or your mom? Like, uh, like divorced? Is that the yeah. question? Yes. Whose idea was well, it to get divorced? Well, I was three, so well, I don't fault. really know. I think it was my fault. I think I fault. was the baby that was like supposed to fix it too much of a handful oh yeah. really they put I that pressure like, on you that's oh, not good that's to the deeper ditch theory we've got problems I mean, so let's dig a deeper oh, ditch there's look i got a lot of problems but yeah three and then uh then they divorced and then but you don't know who initiated the divorce i i mean i think it was my mom you think it was your mom yeah okay well, she, i can, so I can see enough. that what's your father's first name um jim you making that up <laughs> You're lying like there's no tomorrow. Okay, Jim Zagrino. Jimmy Jeff Jeff Zagrino. Jimmy Jeff Jeff Zagrino. Yes, that's who it is. Um, What's a real Italian name? Fabrizio? <laughs> Isn't that an that's air Italian? freshener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Fabrizio. Spray your room with Fabrizio. Ah, does no. your father speak Italian? He does. Well, see, there you and go. Sp- and uh, and uh, Portuguese. And por- and oh, really? A little Portuguese. Spanish. A little Iberian. Yeah. Is he from Europe, or did yeah. he just decide to learn? He's a worldly man. He's a worldly man. Yeah. He's a man of the world. Okay, then he met a woman from, where, where? where's Olivia's mother from? Brazil. From Brazil, that's right. And me. they met when I was four. Oh, almost that immediately. Was, yeah, then. that was his girlfriend. And then Wait one day, she disappeared. What? Yeah. And then, Probably got uh, killed by a cartel. Well, I mean, she's here. She's still alive. She's still alive. Did she get killed and then brought back to life? They followed her here. Possibly cloned. (laughs) Cloned, maybe. So So she disappeared. What do you mean? I didn't know where she went. I was was four. I didn't have concepts of what breakups were. Oh, so they did break up. He broke up up with her. Okay. Married another woman for 10 years. Wait a minute. So your dad's Papa been married Zagrino's three times? Papa Zagrino's a worldly man. Yeah, all foreigners. You start all working foreigners. on your Christmas cards on 4th of July. I mean. Oh, i got to figure out all the family <laughs> dynamics. 
So he marries a Russian woman. Marries a Russian woman. A Brazilian woman. Dates a Brazilian woman, then marries a Bangladeshi woman. Bangladeshi woman. Yep. Okay. Um, no so children there, though. No kids there. Okay. Um, and then they divorce. Um, and then I remember he dated a Peruvian woman. <laughs> he dated a Peruvian woman. So he hates American women. Hates American women. Can't, can't stand them. Can't stand Other than his daughters. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he hates us, too. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, hates all three. He, you know what? He loves my older sister. But not you. More. Well, because they think very conservatively. Like, my sister became a born-again Republican. A born-again Republican? Yeah. What is that? Imagine. Just imagine what like that's like. You mean, like, religiously born again? Yeah. Like, like it's, it is her religion. What, the politics or, or yeah. the Jesus? Like, the politics of it. Mm. What does she think? Um, she's like just very conservative now. She used to be uh, more of like a kind of liberal leaning. Yeah. And then she spent six months with my mom in like Which isolation. My Russian mom. So your Russian mom. Who's very conservative. She mm. came back and she's like, you're all lazy. So wait. <laughs> like, okay. And then she moved to L.A.? No, she's living in L.A. Why she just would... left for six months to go hang out with my mom. Why would you live in L.A. if you're, if you're conservative? conservative. Dude, I don't understand. That is a good question. Actually. I was like, I was like, you can move to like, you know, anywhere, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere so but Russian. California. Just avoid the big cities. Russian, avoid the coasts. Yeah. So Russian, Brazilian, Brazilian Peru, Bangladeshi, Peruvian. Bangladeshi. And then when I was eighteen, I wanted to contact her because um, I had the her? Brazilian. Oh, the Brazilian. Because okay. I just was like, oh, I never knew what happened to you right, guys. Right. And uh, found her. We had lunch, and then I invited her to my graduation party. She met my dad for the first time since they broke up. And Ten then, years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, fourteen. It's fourteen years. Fourteen years. And then okay. I went to college, and then like a year into college, they're like, "Oh, we're getting married." Really? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to meet your father. He's making me look really good he about my relationship really choices. <laughs> the three, three that you've blown up sky yeah. high. Hey, two. now it's working Only out. Only two. Yeah. It only took a 14-year break. So now it is working out. So the yeah. Brazilian and, and uh, Fabrizio are getting along. Yeah, it's the fine. Brazilian and Fabrizio are having a great time. Everything is good. They're in Eden yeah. Prairie. And they're in Eden Prairie. And it's it's good. He's got like a nice kind of quiet life. He's, you know. Is he a barber? Is he a barber? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw it. You know, a lot of it. It's, it's a chance you take with an Italian uh, man. He's, uh, no, he's just, he's just like. Enjoying his life and like Olivia's very like sweet and nice. She is very nice. And like I think my sister and I were a lot to deal with. No. <laughs> Maybe just I a don't little know bit. if I'm buying that. And uh so now he's like I feel like he's doing everything right now. And so, then my job is to ruin that. Did you do you get along with your sister at all? My older one? Yeah. Mm, we have our good days and bad days. <laughs> so no. <laughs> In other words, no. But we have mostly we do. Our entertainment reporter, Kristen, yeah, uh, lives in L.A. and her brother lives in I think Miami, mm-hmm. maybe Fort Lauderdale, and both they, terrible places. They block each other constantly on Twitter and Facebook because <laughs> they're because they're political arguments again. So they block one another all the time. Uh, it's like I Michelle mean, Tafoya and her sister, right? Yeah, yeah, same it's, story. It's kind of like. We'll hang out, and then it's just like that one thing. Like, it'll be really fine and nice, and then there's one yeah. thing like that'll what, set it off. Like, one thing she believes in that you just can't buy. Yeah, she'll just be like, I'll just, I'll just like, something about, like, like, let's say the tax bill. And she'll just, like, kind of go off and be like, well, and then I gotta, and then I gotta, like, muscle up and be like, I no. Mean, or, do you know anything about the tax bill, or does she know anything about the tax bill? I mean, I know. No one, no. No one really knows. I know, I know a few things that, um, I'm not into about it. Are you and a C corp? I am a C corp. I'm awesome. a corporation. I'll save money. So actually. you're gonna save a lot of dough. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm still not into it. No, I'm not saying you're into it, but yeah. you're gonna. You know, it's typical. The very wealthy like you. Yeah, I'm so wealthy. <laughs> I'm so wealthy. Guys, now. I got two shots of espresso in my coffee. Oh, do you? That's how well I'm doing. Wow. <laughs> Sam J drank all the tequila while she was here. <laughs> so You guys had tequila and didn't leave me any? Well, yeah. If you want some, there's some in the other room. Uh, no. We don't have a night. lot. She finished. Oh. She finished it? <laughs> well, I mean, there was like... <laughs> she finished the yeah, tequila. There was only a half a quart. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was only about a half lot. a quart no. left, so she's fine. I, I really enjoyed Someone gave him. me a gummy bear last night, and that was it. Made you what? Someone gave me a gummy bear last night. Oh, a little pot. Yeah, and then I just ate a bag no, just of Doritos in the, hot, in the tub before I went to bed. So that was, was my it, night. Was it sativa or indica? I don't know, but... Did you it, get high? I got real high. It was sativa. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I just... I uh, 
took a hot bath and ate a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> chips. Why? Why? That's the way to do it. At least you don't get the orange stuff on you. No, that's exactly sort of right. Sort on the top. Hand, they get in the bath water. One yeah. hand was on Twitter. One hand was just in the bag <laughs> as the water's running. I'm just as, like, as you're in the bath great. <laughs> do you know how many milligrams you did? I was 10. Well, you shouldn't get that high I'm, on 10 I'm milligrams. I'm a lightweight. Oh, you're lightweight. Yeah, I think okay. I also then had, I also had a little inhale of a one-hitter. Oh, you left that part out because that's okay. probably another Look, 10 million. guys, it was a, couple a rough, hits of it was a rough ecstasy, night for and Jenny. And <laughs> oh, and then someone gave me a bunch of mushrooms. You liar. No, I didn't do the mushrooms. That's for, you got that's for tonight. Well, I don't have them. Do you have any? What are you holding, man? Look, Christmas is going to be hard for me. I need to really mellow it out. Are you going to be? Oh, so you're going to be? Yeah, I suppose you'll be home for Christmas. That's yeah, true. You'll be a... working tonight and tomorrow night at yeah. Acme, uh, eight and ten thirty both nights. We yeah. should mention, by the way, at Acme. If you've never seen Jenny, she goes here. It's very funny. Oh, if you guys come to the ten thirty show and you wear your ugliest holiday outfit, look, it's got to be really ugly and horrible. Would this qualify? That does it qualify? What? Because they have the pants that go I with mean, it. I mean, pretty horrific. It was 14 bucks at Sam's Club. <laughs> it was $14 at Sam's Club, so that's uh, good. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good nightmare outfit. Mm-hmm. But uh, if someone else shows up with a better one, they yeah. could win a free Kindle. So if You're you giving away a Kindle? I'm giving away a Kindle, yeah. Where'd you get that for free? Um, from somebody. I knew it. <laughs> See, I knew it. I'm giving away a Kindle. It's not. Look, I, I asked my family. I was like, "Who wants a Kindle?" And everyone was like, "No." no. What is this? 2008. I was like, I was like to my brother. I was like, my brother, he never gets good presents. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him this present. He's gonna be so excited, you know, because everyone just gives him like t-shirts and whatever. And then I get there and I'm like, Dima, I love you so much. You've been such a great person to me. I wanted to give you a really nice present. And he's like, oh, I have one. I don't want it. And I was like, okay, well, here's the t-shirt from Prague that I got you. Yeah, so I ended up just so giving him a that. t-shirt. So he liked the t-shirt he from Prague. He liked the t-shirt. Alright, well, that's yeah. good. So, a 40-year-old guy, you were going to give a t-shirt. Uh, well, I had I went to Prague, so I got him a gift anyways, but then the, the other, the Kindle was like the icing on the cake of did like... You, did you stand up in Prague? I did. How was that? It was really fun. It was, I did, I just did a European tour. I went to, I did comedy in London, in uh, Scotland, Prague, Tel Aviv, um, oh and then God. I just, and then I was in Copenhagen for two days and didn't do stand up and it was great. Where were we in Scotland? I was in Edinburgh. I went, actually, oh, the, yeah, I went Edinburgh's to, Edinburgh's great. I went to, uh... Uh, the Highlands, and I went to the Balvini Distillery. Oh, you did? Okay. And I got real drunk. Not you. Oh, it was great. I <laughs> tried a 42-year-aged whiskey. 42 years. Oh, it was so good. Was it delicious? It was really good. I would imagine it's probably true. Oh, it was great. So you're it was having so fun. fun. You're out working a lot. You're traveling yeah. the world. You're having fun, so life is good. Life is pretty good. Not good. Not really good. <laughs> it's just pretty, kind of pretty it's good. It's so hard for me to not to hide my feelings. But no, everything's everything is... Really good and fine. Um, it's just like it, there's like in this business, there's really high highs and there's low lows, and then there's like a chugging away to the next high high. So right. I'm at the I'm at the chugging where I'm like I've actually got some stuff next year. You'll see that'll be really good. Okay, now out. are you following Fabrizio's lead and breaking up with fifty guys? Is that what you're doing? I'm I'm exiled to the island of singledom right now. <laughs> you're exiled. I've exiled myself. You've exiled yourself. Yeah. So that's a big difference, though. Well, I went to therapy and she was like, "I don't think you should be dating anyone." Ever. And I was like, "You're perfectly right." <laughs> you should. Never Pretty much, date. she was like, "I was like, I'm on Tinder." She's like, "How does it make you feel?" And I was like, "Terrible." And she's like, "Well." Stop doing it. Stop doing it. And I was like, that's why I pay you. (laughs) What time do you have to leave? Here? Yes. I don't have anything to do. Okay, can you stay till quarter after? Yeah. Because I want to talk to you about that. Therapy or being single? All of it. Okay. And Tinder. I want to talk about Tinder and I want to talk about all that stuff. Because that stuff, I don't know how anybody deals with that. Uh, No one should. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. More Jenny Zagrino (laughs) at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Best of. Coming up next, we had Fancy Ray McCloney, the prettiest man in all of comedy, bringing his 
special brand of positivity for the holidays next on The Best Of. Christmas only a few days away. This is the shortest day of the year. When the sun goes down tonight, we will then rotate and start getting longer daylight periods starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's the shortest day, and today you got the biggest talent. That's exactly right. <laughs> Fancy Ray's here with us, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest talent. Mm. So what have you been up to? Man, I've been shaking, baking, faking, money-making, love-taking, and uh, earthquaking. Just spreading this fancy way love and joy and happiness wherever I go. You know, I got the thing with the doggone TV show. I got the thing with the commercials. I got the live stand-up comedy. And the most important and wonderful thing is to be sitting right here again on the Tom Bernard Podcast. How many hours a week are you working? Uh, I work. It doesn't stop working. How no. many hours? A better question would be how many hours a week don't I work? Because yeah, I can yeah. count those actually easier. You know what? I'm the busy. I, I, I work so much. I work I, honestly. I work so much. They call me Baby Tommy Barnard, man. <laughs> <laughs> they get I'm, to work. A lot of people get to work. Well, that's good though. You know. Uh, now, where'd you grow up? I, you know, come on, right here in Minneapolis. North Minneapolis, north right Minneapolis. here on the north side. Yes, so, sir. So did I. Absolutely. So See, a couple of north side guys made good. That's a good thing. Absolutely. We're kind of brothers from another mother. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Did you did you live in one specific area? Yeah, I grew up in the Harrison neighborhood, right oh, on yeah. 5th and Knox, between mm-hmm. Glenwood and Olsen Highway, right in the heart of the cities. And in fact, right where I grew up, you know, because I, I went to a bunch of different schools, but it was a couple blocks where Prince grew up, Morris Day was right. on the side. I mean, right. we, 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 it was a really rich community that I grew up in, and uh, I lo- still love I live south side now, but I still love the North Minneapolis. No, I do, too. Yes. We, uh, we, you know, obviously this business is in North Minneapolis. We've got a couple other businesses <clears throat> in North Minneapolis. I drive down Plymouth Avenue to get here, and I drive down Plymouth Avenue to go home every night. Well, you know what? You need to stop on Plymouth Avenue and pick something up sometime, Tom, because we need you, baby. We need you. Well, we, we, spend, <laughs> we spend some money in North Minneapolis. It's a wonderful thing. Yes. I see uh, all that development going on on, on Plymouth and Penn is fantastic. Yes. Building some new new uh, structures there. I think uh, the funeral home is going to going to expand and move across the street. So that's yes, good. yes, 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 yes. And I don't know what that what's going up in that corner where that. McDonald's used to be. In fact, that's going to be a big job creation there, which, of course, the North Side needs. Mm-hmm. And jobs means families can make money, which means that folks can prosper. And that vibration goes out and affects the whole area. So I this excited because that uplifts everything. And yeah. back where that mall used to be, you know, that shopping mall, King's mm-hmm. Grocery Store for the old school folks, that yep. there is a part of University of Minnesota College right there. So Carl Eller Liquors, don't forget that. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I was in the same complex. Carl Ellis Liquor And that was Randy Staten. And Woo, come on, Carl. you remember all that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's my old neighborhood. Absolutely. Man. That's my area. I love that area. You know, what's interesting about that is this time of the year, driving through North Minneapolis, I kind of go by. Most of the places where I, I grew up are torn down now. But there are a few of them because I lived in 43 different houses by the time I was 25 years old. 43? Yep. That's like the number of girlfriends I had last year, man. Last year? <laughs> I thought it was just last month. I thought it was just last month, Fancy. I, I didn't say the number of lovers. I said girlfriends. Oh, just girlfriends. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make that distinguish. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's a whole different deal. A whole different deal. My, my, my. Indeed. Uh-huh. What do you think? Now, let me ask you a question because you talked about you know what the North Side does need, and you and I know the, what the North Side needs. What I've seen, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, then as a teenager, as a young man, and, and life kind of moves on. I've been hearing now for for my whole life how we're going to come into North Minneapolis and we're going to get everybody working and we're gonna we're gonna help everybody out. We're all going to rise up together, and then nothing ever happens. Well, that's true of 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 of, of across the nation. Yeah. What happens in uh, communities of color. And so uh, there's a lot of promises made by a lot of different parties, a lot of different optimistic plans. But again, the same thing that folks do on the 
that level, people do in their personal life and also on the national level. There's a bunch, a bunch of talk. And everyone out there, we all talk. But everything starts on the individual level that we yep. have to raise well, ourselves true. up from the inside. You know, because that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what my whole act and my whole life is about, is raising folks up. So what do we do about it? Here's what I do. Because, like, I'll give you an example. When I say I'm the best-looking man in comedy, that's infinite. That was just a that's given. infinite. That's infinite. Now, for some folks, that means from here to eternity. Yeah. But do you know that infinity is also very large, small? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The numbers between one and two are infinite. Yeah. Does one half, one fourth, one eighth, one sixteenth, one thirty second, one sixty fourth? It goes forever. forever. So when I sound the best looking man in comedy, that's infinite. Not from here to eternity. No, I'm just talking about the numbers <laughs> between one to, one to two. That's right. All right. See, All right. everything starts at that micro level. Then you go from the micro to the macro. And then if you're smart, planning, and believe in yourself, you can create your own McDonald's, your own franchise, your own brand. And it starts on that micro level. Then it goes to the macro, and you can create your own McDonald's. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do is, is create that. See, I want to electrify your electrons, Tom. Uh, I want to put more positivity in your protons. I want you to navigate your neutrons in a whole new way. Micro, macro, and create your own McDonald's, your own brand, your own franchise. And if you do, hopefully you can say about your life, I'm loving it. Just like McDonald's. Just like McDonald's. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. If you don't be on McDonald's, be the number two franchise. Be Burger King. Mm-hmm. Have it your way. Yeah, that's true. Have it your way. Be the number three franchise. Uh-huh. Subway. Eat fresh food. New thoughts and unlimited possibilities. If you want to be the number three franchise, be the number four franchise. Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Make your life finger looking good. What happened to all our <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, we all do Popeyes need a replacement now. around here because yeah, I can't get any within like twenty minutes of here. Is that right? You got to go to. You got to go to. Where's there's good no because KFCs have gone their own way, but you yeah. create your own way that you want to go, man. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the good fried chicken. Is uh, you don't like Popeyes? Oh, I like Popeyes. Popeyes is I think Popeyes is, is thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. What do you think of that, Andy? You like Popeyes? I don't know if I've ever had Popeyes. Come to think of it, well, there Popeyes where that KFC that you used to go to is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But oftentimes I don't know what exactly happened there, but a lot of those, as you've seen, they switched over from they did, KFC yeah. to Popeyes. I'm not sure there's some kind of money thing went down there. Yeah, is it yeah. like the same company that owns no. them? Or? No, no, it's going to be a new company that took them over in some kind of way. But how to change the north side is that I think we got to get involved on the inside and raise up. And so that's why I'm actually, I'm I'm involved in a lot of different organizations on the north side and participate. Men of March is an organization I'm involved with, uh, Mm -hmm. feeding people, uh, all kinds of different things. So to really create change, uh, there's a bunch of promises, and uh, it starts at the city level. The yes, county level. Does. I mean, that's really, really, truly takes place. Lots of promises, lots of promises, but not actual, true, <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, real change. That's the problem I really do have. I've been hearing promises since I was about five years old about how everybody's going to rise up together. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. And everybody who talks that way, and here's the problem I do have, Fancy Ray. I have a huge problem with it. They think by giving people money, just giving people food stamps, giving people their rent, giving people... Well, you're taking away their dignity when you do that. Well, I, 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 I would have to say that giving people... In fact, I'm not... T- you're talking about two different things. I'm not talking no, about giving... No, I'm no not I know ta- you're not. I'm not talking about giving... In fact, I'm my talking about what they do. What, what, what my whole speech was, you got to rise up from the inside, the That's micro right. to the macro. No, you you're start, right. you got to start with yourself you're and then right. raise yourself up. And also, something that can be a fantastic and powerful thing is that once you make it something I'm seeing more and more of is folks who grew up in North Minneapolis who are moving back to North Minneapolis right. and improving that community rather than it used to be in the old days you got some money you got the job you got the BMW and you moved out of the community that folks are moving into the community and being part of the change that takes place. I right, fancy Ray's here, so a lawyer just walks in. Oh, come on. There's your Ray. That's a lawyer right here? I'm a lawyer. My man, yeah. how you doing? How you doing? you know what, Tom Bryant. and I, we got a lawyer here, so if I go to sleep, don't you touch me. I will not touch you. No problem. <laughs> hey, believe me, that's why I work from home, man. Right on, right yeah. on, right very on. Hard to, very hard to be accused of putting your hands on people when you don't get anywhere near them. <laughs> You're looking relatively stylish today. I, I look relatively, <laughs> you look relatively bald here. <laughs> you look relatively stylish. I like that look. You know, I'm sexy as hell. I am the best looking man in comedy. I'm the first, the last, the best, and the most. I'm the heartbeat of Minnesota, and my beauty is coast to coast. A mule had kicked me, huh? They didn't tan my high. A rattlesnake bit me, just crawled off and died. I can make a superstitious man walk under a ladder and fry your butt like pancake batter. I can't cook a turkey, and I can't shake and bake, but I can make love and make a woman's stomach ache. <laughs> 
Huh. I will mash her potatoes and French her fries. See, the truth is the truth, and I never, never lie. See, I can make love for six nights, and on the seventh day, the men go ray who, but the women go hooray. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Thank the way much. he got six fingers was amazing. Uh-huh. How you from, Everything about uh, me is amazing. You just, amazing. Keep watch, you just keep watching me. Before you leave tonight, there's parts of your body that are going to rise that you haven't seen before. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the, the, the hair up there. <laughs> here we go. Now, we were just talking, Michael, about when you when you got here. We were just talking about raised from North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the same area that I did. And we were just talking about how, how you have to do it for yourself, that these people politicians that keep giving people food stamps and keep giving I, people but Tom, 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 Tom you, you, you're still focusing on the given. I don't I'm th- just talking about they need to stop no, that. No, I, but again I, I got to disagree the given the, 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 again that's the, I mean, that that's the whole the, the, no we're, we're, we're not, no one's looking for no damn handouts in fact oh, my, that's whole, what I'm my, saying. my whole message my whole thing is self dignity self pride self preservation get yourself going and, yep. and, and, and you're focusing on folks handing stuff out but Yep. There's a difference between a handout and a helping hand. Now, someone needs a helping hand to get themselves on the road to making their lives successful. That's fantastic. But so much energy. That's what this whole Trump thing got so popular is that folks think these folks in the neighborhood just want handouts. And it's not about handouts. Well, that's not it's, what I'm saying but, at all. But, but it's hands up. And it's not just folks, the politicians throwing money because money is not the answer. In I fact, agree. money has imprisoned more people. Welfare is a prison that you get stuck in. And, and oftentimes, the structure of the economy is set up that you can't have... The the mother and the father in the household that purposely they're breaking up families mm-hmm. so <laughs> we've been doing it since 1965 so exactly 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 but the thing that we, we we want to do and instill in people is that the responsibilities on the individual yep. to do for themselves but also yep. structurally that there's been a, a, a bureaucracy and this world that like they did the redlining where they took cut black folks out of certain communities mm-hmm. and that purposely that they've discriminated and had prejudice against people of color so it's a combination that you've got to rise up and fight and stand up and have a voice and vote and, and work for yourself and work in your community. And also, when you make it, that you move back to that community and help uplift that community. Yeah, no doubt about There's it. There's no doubt about it. And, and it's on the individual. And that hopefully that we try to make the playing field fair that folks who are working hard who are paying their taxes, who are raising their children, who love their families in the community in this country have an opportunity to succeed and that the that, that they have a, a fair chance. In fact, a lot of folks, that's what they want. They just want a fair chance. No, I, a I fair chance. That. That's all they want is a fair chance. What do you think of that, Michael? It's interesting. <laughs> You're a Trump guy, aren't you? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He's not, not even close. All right, right on. Not even close. Okay, I like you more already. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah not, not even close. Not even me. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I, but 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 the handouts aren't the answer. It's uh, no. It, 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 we want a level playing field, uh, and we need folks. And you know what? I, I'm getting a new place here shortly, and and I think I'm going to move back in the in the neighborhood. And again, because you, you, you where don't you don't want live in now. I live South Minneapolis. Okay, I've been Northside all my life. Uh, I went out to L.A., lived out in L.A. for a few years, and I'm back here now. And I would say the really the, the, the thing that takes place really, really, really is, again, folks investing their energy, money, and dollars in that community and uplifting and helping those schools and helping those communities and being part of that community. I mean, yep. that's, that's the most beautiful thing that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So you get out and you, you do a lot of talking about that. The number one most important thing for me, for people in North Minneapolis, because there's that one little area that I know all about, and it should expand all the way around the world, certainly all the way around the country, is I just think politicians strip people's dignity. I just think they, that it's all about them and them buying your vote and them making – and I'm not talking about any specific party. All these politicians disgust me. But when you're talking about North Minneapolis, but you're talking about the Democratic Party because the Republican Party aren't buying, vote, buying the votes of the people over no, there. No, the Democrats they, are over there, yeah. And, and they have great influence, but also the Democratic Party is also the ones who benefit. I mean – No doubt about it. So so it's a kind of in some ways a catch-22. Yep. But we must still maintain that uh, – that we have to look for new direction on creating possibilities in our community. And I don't know exactly what that answer is, Tom. I do. What, oh, t- please tell Here's me. Here's what we're going to do. You and, I, you and I are going to shoot a TV commercial <laughs> together, a PSA. Yeah. And we're going to say, if we can make it, anybody can make it. <laughs> That's yeah. a good message. Yeah. I didn't even finish high school, Ray. 
I went to college for one day. Now you just said something. I, now you said something. I never finished high school. Uh, you never finished, and I barely finished high school. So no, we got yeah. something in common. Well, you so if you and I can make it, anybody can make. Anybody just can make it. Have faith in yourself. Just have faith in yourself. That's all in I'm fact, talking about. I mean, that's something that I'm talking about. Is you got to have. Well, you do. Yeah. I'm telling you that it starts on the individual. That you got to get a picture in your mind of that which you want to be, do, or have. Yeah. Have a plan, yep. and then get to work. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. That was the one and only Fancy Ray McCloney. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 430 with Jimmy Schubert. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Schubert is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and a Sunday show as well. Bobby Slayton, Bobby. the wonderfully talented, the lovely and yeah, talented the Bobby Slayton. The reason I called in is because, I don't know if it's too early to plug my gig, October 17th and 18th, <laughs> New Hope Cinema Grill. So, Tom, I, I know you want to Catherine, while I got you on the phone, put me in uh, the Grass. I want Tom's table on the 16th. And I want to come in and do the, uh, the show. All, All right. right. I want to, Just send me your itinerary. Whatever right, you I want. Like to book stuff up six months in advance if I can. It's good. That's a good, that's a good plan. By it's the way. The day I, before my wedding. It's the day before your wedding. That's right. Bobby was Bobby Slayton is going to be in town when you get married. He will be. Alex is getting married, Bobby. Do you believe that? How old? How old? 17. Just it's kidding. 17? I'm 25. I'm 25. Oh, well, you know, 17 is okay if you're in Alabama, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 I like to tell people, uh, you know, people said they're getting married, but they had a kid. But they had, you know, I like to say congratulations, but it's to me more of a, c- a condolence thing, you know? <laughs> and to me, when you look at people getting married, you look around you and nobody's happy. You, you, you know, your parents aren't happy, your friends aren't happy, and everybody's so up that you think it's going to be great for them. They think it's going to be like like, like, a, like a movie, like some kind of Bing Crosby musical from the 1940s, and it's just going to suck. But congratulations. <laughs> All right, well, hey, uh, are you feeling better? Sorry I mentioned it. You should get to keep all the stuff, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, but I'll tell you something, I've been married for 26 years, so who am I to talk? And, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, if I didn't get married, I guess I wouldn't know when I was driving too fast or the air conditioning was not too high the music was too loud or the clothing or acting like an idiot. My whole life would be in disarray. It would be in shambles if my wife could really show me the way to go. So maybe things are better, you know, that I got married. Obviously, it's better. Now, Bobby, i got to tell you something. You need to know Jimmy uh, is right across the table from me. He's wearing the nicest-looking leather jacket I've ever seen. Very that nice. thing's beautiful. Very stylish. Thank you. I got, it, I got it in uh, Korea. I was over in Korea. You got it in Korea? I was doing some shows over there for the uh, welfare, morale, and recreation of the military over there. And, excellent. But, but uh, you know, you go over there, and they make suits over there. Uh, yeah. You, go, you can walk in, they'll, they'll make custom-made shoes. I mean, it's unbelievable. Really? Yeah. You can also get, can also get hookers for $15. <laughs> you know, and she can be sewing your suit. While you're doing it, so you knock out two birds with one stone. You know what I'm saying? She's actually sewing. She's sewing the inseam to your pants. Ah, the Far East. The Far East. Ah, the Far East. It's true. Well, I was actually I was just over there in February. I was on a like a. I started in Tacoma, Washington, but I was I did a uh, in 20 days. I did 18 shows in eight cities and five countries and two continents. Holy God! Yeah, we were in Singapore, Macau, Hong Kong, oh, uh, Shanghai, Hangzhou, Suzhou, and uh, Nanjing, and then back down to Shanghai, and then back over to Hong Kong to pick up a couple of suits I had made, and <laughs> back to Los Angeles. And you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, do you do any gambling? Uh, no, I, I did. I did because I don't pay. I don't play pie gal. But I mean, Macau yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you go over there. It's 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 like it's like Vegas on performance enhancing drugs. It's it's twice or probably three or four times the size of Las Vegas, and the hotels are magnificent. Really? I mean, well, they just well, the one guy named Stanley Ho. Uh, I just met his brother while I was over there. Ass. Anyway, he uh, <laughs> he had a uh, no, but they had a they had a he only he, nice. he had the only gambling license in uh, Macau for like probably 30, 30, 30 years. So he's like one of the richest guys in the world. Yeah. But they just opened up and added four new gaming licenses. So Steve wins over there. Oh. So now they got some real competition. But like just in in the Libsyn, which is a, a which is a, a gambling casino featured in like one of the James Bond movies. 
there's a, a, a restaurant. You can go downstairs and eat at the restaurant. But there's this thing called carousel of uh, – it's basically a carousel of uh, hookers that literally walk all around this bottom of this thing. And they just keep working. And they get hand signals. And it's like – I've never seen anything like it. But it's uh, – yeah, I mean, but the pork was great at the restaurant. Look at this eye candy walking around while you're trying to trying to get a bite in the afternoon. Yeah, it's it pretty crazy. Wait a minute, Slayton's being quiet. What's that all about? The Bobby, did you I'm hang sitting, up? I'm sitting here writing some new jokes for Donald Sterling. He's running out of material, and I'm giving it to my old stuff. Black stuff that I don't do anymore. Yeah, I, I heard that guy watches Twelve Years a Slave. He thought it was a contract negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> He's he watches he, he watches roots backwards, Bobby. This is uh, that's what he does. You know what they should have done, really, instead of kicking him out of the NBA, which is stupid. Yeah, they put a lifetime ban on an eighty-year-old guy. Way to go! What's he got? Three yeah. years of life left? Boy, you guys really set your foot down. Yeah. Guy's freaking eighty. Yeah. Really, he's banned for life. Way to step it up. <laughs> Way to push around an eighty-year-old. I mean, you know, you know what they should have done instead of making them get rid of the Clippers, make them get rid of all the black players and just put white guys on the team. And you know, and to me, it's amazing that this woman that he's with, I mean, you know, this smells to me like a giant setup yeah. from Jump Street. This girl that he was with has five names. You know, this is amazing to me. I, and this never it doesn't make a difference how smart or how good a business a man is that they will throw it all away for uh, a piece of. Uh, oh. <laughs> whatever. I'm trying. I don't know if we're, we're PG 13 here. I don't know. No, no, you can no. say whatever you want. Okay, good. So they'll throw it all away for what? And this girl, you know, uh, he said the, he said the Clippers aren't for sale. Right. And apparently he got all into all this trouble because apparently his girlfriend is. For sale. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, she looks a little black. She looks a little Mexican. She looks like Michael Jackson has like the fifth surgery. You know, sure, a man, a woman, Mexican. She's like a little mixture of, uh, you know. She looks like a transvestite. I don't even think she she's does. that. I don't even think she's that attractive. No, you know what no. I mean. And then she's got to get on the business end of this guy's flesh musket. And we're not talking about like this isn't really like the freshest can of paint here. This is just a can of paint that's been in the garage for like three, four years. It's called crusty and it's stir that thing up. You know what I'm saying? So she's probably uh, she's probably she's probably earned that million five in the Ferraris and the yeah. house he bought her. Yeah. But she's getting ready to get squashed here. I mean, most ex side chicks that you meet, yeah. you know, they'll just key your car. <laughs> they don't key an entire sports franchise. <laughs> Which is true, Bobby, right? Yeah, but at least she doesn't take all his golf clubs and throw them out, Catherine, right? Yeah. Oh, Bobby's got a memory. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. But you know, it's funny, she said she's not his mistress, that she's still, this is in the paper yesterday, she's a hard-working waitress who happens to have the cars, the $1.5 million apartment, the jewelry, the furs, and she, she just works for him. By the way, Shumi, you know what? She's not that good looking, but when you're 80 years old, I mean, I'm only 58, and I can barely see or hear my wife. So by 80, I'm sure she looks and sounds just fine. You know, <laughs> the guy probably has none of his senses left, probably can't smell or do anything, so what the hell, you know? Well, first off, and then you, then she uh, gets the guy a couple drinks, you know, and then she starts race baiting him, and the fact that she's recording his right. phone calls right. it's wire yeah, fraud it's, ex it's extortion i mean the guy's 80 you know i mean sometimes i don't even know why i went into a room where are my keys at i can't find you put a guy a couple drinks down this guy's throat you start race baiting an 80 year old yeah i mean you know <coughs> and it's funny because she was with magic johnson and now magic johnson all of a sudden wants to buy the clippers that's right oh that's what right. a shocker i mean it, you know people <laughs> like to I just think the whole thing smells of a setup. Conspiracy. Yeah, you know, the NBA knew exactly who this guy was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the NBA enabled this guy. They tra they they wouldn't let a player go to the Lakers. Uh, what, was Chris Spencer or Chris Spence? Uh, Chris, oh, man. Mike Rasmussen, how do you not know that? You what? know that. Who was, the, who was the player that they let go, wanted to go to the Lakers, they let go to the Clippers? Oh, I'm not a basketball. All right. So anyway, so anyway, so anyway, but the fact I that this guy going to the Clippers, it actually turned him. What does this guy care? He paid twelve million dollars for the franchise in nineteen eighty two. Yeah. it's worth close to six hundred million now, almost right. close to a billion. Depend, especially if they make him sell it. If right. they make him sell it, he's gonna he's gonna, you know, 
But I just think it's like that whole, how do you, how do you, look, when you say in the privacy of your own home, I mean, I, I'm not going to admit what he said was horrible, right. horribly racist. Right. It wasn't, actually, to tell you the truth, as far as racist things that I've heard in my life, no. that wasn't the worst. That's true. And you're, you're, I think you have a, an expectation of privacy in your own house. Yep. And in the court, that would, tape would not be admissible, but in the court of public opinion, it is admissible, and people have already made up their minds about this guy. And you can't, now you're going to go in and take this guy's property? No, they can't do that. Not in America. They can't. They can't take it. Clive Bundy said it's about time for Donald Sterling to get into the ranching business. Is what he said. <laughs> broke back, broke back mountain, baby. Broke back cowboys. The problem is when they go in and make this claim about this owner, Sterling, that when he files the suit, which he probably will against the NBA, and you, and you know he's going office, to. He yes. loves the suit, and he does. He's a very litigious guy, so he's going to file the suit, and then he's the first question that his attorneys are going to ask is show me the um, the personal private attitudes about race of every one of your owners to show that mine is different, that I have in some way violated a standard because it is a cause standard in their contract, in the Constitution. You can't be an owner and have this opinion. How do you know the other uh, owners don't have this opinion? Only in America you give uh, millions of dollars to 12 black guys and still be called a racist. <laughs> apparently, the guy's dick's not racist and his wallet's not racist, but apparently, you know, they threw a couple drinks down the guy's goozle chute, they got him a little loopy, and they got a race bait of the guy, and now all of a sudden you're going to go in and take his billion-dollar franchise. I swear to God, Jimmy Schubert's the only guy that can shut Bobby Slayton up. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bobby's nodding off. He's he's got probably spent napping. He's kind of no. What Bobby's doing is he's got a pad and paper out and he's writing all your good shit. Down oh, right there. oh, oh. oh. I'm it. You know, I'm, 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 and I got I'm tired. I just got to take a nap. I was I stayed up all night to come to San Francisco to do morning radio. So you know, I'm just a little beat, but. Uh, but while I, mean, while I got you for a minute, so let, me, let me point the new Hope Cinema Grill. One All more right. time, October 17th and 18th. <laughs> it's almost sold out. So get your ticket. Hey, Shumi, what are you playing this weekend? I'm playing Rick Bronson's House of Comedy up there in uh, in the Mall of America. Bloomington. Well, you said Bloom- to my best. It's a great club. A great club. It is. It is a great club. And they're, Bobby, they're opening a room in Scottsdale, too. So we'll, we'll have to get you in I over know. there. I know. And you'll get me in there. You'll get me in China just where you got me in Israel. You're going to be my, my emissary all over the place. You can read in my new book, Jimmy Schubert, a little more than 10%. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna go now, and I'm gonna. I'm just. I got. I'm exhausted here. Go get a nap, Bobby. We'll talk to you yeah, soon. You Good talking with you. You don't need Schubert. Can, Schubert just pretend to be me every couple of minutes. Like All I right? got a Bobby Slayton puppet. <laughs> and I'll sit here and I'll argue with the puppet, just like a real ventriloquist. Right. Don't you, so you know you think the world would be a much nicer place if ventriloquists could just get along with the dummies, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> well, if we just had no ventriloquists at all, it would be great. All right. See you later, Bobby. Good talking. Bobby, thanks for, Bye, thanks Bobby. for calling us. I'll see talk you, to Bobby. you soon. I hope so, man. Nice talking to okay. Bobby Slayton, ladies and gentlemen, at the new Hope Cinema Grill, October 16th. <laughs> Pencil it wow. in. Save the date. Save, Save the yeah. date. That's so funny. You got 16th, 17th, Bobby, at the new Hope Cinema Grill, and then Alex gets married on the 18th. What better timing? What a wonderful exactly. weekend. It was one of the great times that I've ever had when you and Slayton were in this studio together. Oh, God. It was just Hilarious. fabulous. Yeah, he's a Bobby's a real character. He's like a mentor, you know. I mean, Bobby's this one uh, was one of those guys who's been doing it for a long time. I mean, you just laugh for minutes. He's that old style of his. You right. know? He's just a and like you said, I mean, it, it, once you get past that gruff exterior, and I think a lot of people don't, yeah. you know. But he really is a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. He is a wonderful guy, Ralph. You you met him? Oh uh, yeah, a, really, really a nice guy, and uh, really. He just makes he just, he challenges, makes you think about stuff. I I, I love the way he presents stuff. And yeah, yeah. So he's, he's he's a little misogynistic. That's okay. That's a character. <laughs> a it's little. a character. Oh, that's a okay. Little. He goes, oh, that's okay. Uh, I mean, that's just yeah. It's a shtick. it's just an act. Yeah, yeah. Act. I mean, that's the thing. It is. I mean, you know, that's the thing is like people go to a comedy club and then oh, takes does takes things seriously. No. I mean, you walked into a comedy club, you'd think it's the only place you don't have to say I'm just fucking kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I had to drop an f bomb in there because we can say anything. You can say anything you want. Yeah. Well, the night that Ralph and Catherine and I went to see him, along with Lindsay, a oh, woman God. started yelling so at the guy. Apparently, a guy brought her there on a date. And she starts yelling at him in the audience, and then they get up and storm out. Like she was offended by Bobby Slayton. <laughs> well, who did you think was there? 
Yeah, you know, there's a little thing called the internet, which I think is going to stick around for a couple of years. But you can actually Google somebody, and like videos come up, and reviews of the shows come up. And right. if you're going to come see somebody's show, I think it's a, a smart thing to do. Absolutely. Go, hey, that way you don't have to embarrass yourself at a club and go, oh my God, I find it's offensive. And, ruin, and, and they ruin it for everybody else. They because do. everybody else is like, well, maybe I shouldn't be laughing at this stuff. Maybe well, this, this is, is the just world too we, far. Well, well, this, uh, yeah, know. but this is the world we live in now. I mean, even the Donald Sterling thing. I mean, I don't want to live in this world. Of, you, you know, it's like where people can, you know, everybody thinks they belong in a reality show now. You That's know, there's true. No, there's absolutely no compromise or consideration for your fellow human beings. You know, we're the product of 3.8 million years of evolutionary success. We walk upright. We have opposable thumbs and imagination. We build things. And then the smart phone comes along, and everybody's kind of working their way back down the evolutionary ladder. <laughs> I'm like, my whole life's in here. You know, and then right in the traffic and hit by a bus because you're too stupid to have a smartphone. You know, the thing that made the human race great was our ability to make eye contact and discuss right. ideas and concepts. Concepts, you know, and now people just people are dying because they're texting. That's right. That and, is and, and, true. and I got to tell you something. That's how dumb. That's what happens when you give an idiot a smartphone. They kill themselves <laughs> because they're too stupid to pay attention in their life. There was just and a for, woman. And yeah, just a woman. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, at an accident, hit a just like a semi or something. The last thing she was doing, she was taking a selfie of herself while driving. Oh, my yeah. God. And she ran right into a semi, killed herself. It so reminds me of um, the rapper. He was he tweeted YOLO, and then he hit a tree and died. <laughs> <laughs> what? That seriously happened. No, now, now you really? Can tell, yeah, With that because tweet? They, they actually yep. say that people Are who take a lot of selfies, there's a, it's a mental imbalance. And you can tell the people who take a lot of selfies because one arm is longer than the other. It's called selfieitis. Just reaching out and just taking selfies, that one arm becomes a little bit longer than the other arm. It's called selfieitis. It's true. But you got to be careful. Look, here's I don't. I don't people like I can tell people listening. Go, not our smartphones. Not our smart. Listen, I don't want to run through your bubble garden with a pin, but that's. <laughs> That's alien technology. That, that, that was reverse engineering of that spacecraft to crash in Roswell in 1947. It took us idiots 40 years to figure out how to make the microprocessor small enough to fit in the palm of our hand and push millions of pieces of information along these tiny silicone ships that were also reverse engineered of that same spacecraft. Aliens use that technology to navigate the galaxy. And we get our grubby little primate fingers on it. What do we do? We take pictures of our genitals and send it to each other. Hey! That's mine. Send me yours. Send me yours. Hey, easy, easy Senator. Easy, Senator. Like, you, you can't be trusted naked in front of a mirror with a camera phone. But you can make policy that affects my life, you douchebag. How about a little? How about you exercise a little impulse control? Yeah. Thank you. Jesus, you know. That's true. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Better. Drink that Red Bull and brush up on your WWE moves if you haven't finished shopping yet, because it's a battlefield out there. But in here, it's warm and toasty best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Sam J, Jenny Zagrino, Fancy Ray McCloney, Jimmy Schubert. And featuring Bobby Slayton. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales.